It's time for WAKR's This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. This Week in Tech is brought to you by Cartridge World in North Canton, your home for copiers, printers, and supplies. This week, news that Summit County's multi-million dollar, 125-mile fiber optic cable ring project is now in the process of growing and developing into something much bigger and better. Originally conceived as a network that would connect the county through its new data center with 31 city, village, and township governments, now they're planning to bring ultra-high-speed internet access like they have in Fairlawn through their Fairlawn Gig Municipal Broadband to all Summit County residents. To find out more, we talked to Summit County Executive Eileen Shapiro's Chief of Staff, Brian Nelson, who tells us the new system will not only involve hardwired fiber optic connections to people's homes and businesses, but until everyone is hooked up, they'll also be able to provide the service through wireless LTE connections. The county has committed roughly $70 million. This comes out of the funding we got from the federal government under the American Rescue Plan, which had this piece that prior to you know, the previous CARES Act did not have infrastructure money. This did, and broadband was something that was significantly highlighted as part of the ARPA funds. It is going to take what I, I believe another 300 to $350 million of private investment to effectually build all of this out. And so we have been having conversations with a couple of entities, but more recently it's narrowed it down to an entity. And we've along the way brought in the Development Finance Authority, the DFA, who's the previously the Summit County Port Authority, to look at financing and having an ownership interest in various pieces of this. It's really morphed into an economic development project, which was something that when you and I last spoke wasn't nothing that we had envisioned or even thought about. But as we began discussions and talked about the way through different tax incentive programs and other things, this could be attractive to somebody. It's an infrastructure project, but it's become an economic development project as well as we've gone down this path. So, And all of it is trying to thread that needle of public-private investment and partnership. We've seen for-profit where they come in, and if there's not a profit motive, they're not going to be there in, in different areas, neighborhoods, different levels of service. This is being approached both on the public and private side as much for as of a community collaborative. And that is what has become very fascinating to me in this entire process. I like the idea because the last time we talked about it, we talked about maybe that there would be some private money involved in it, but it hadn't really been kind of expanded to the idea that maybe everybody in the county eventually can be on this ultra high speed fiber. That's pretty exciting to me. And it's not just because it's fast. The idea was, at least when you originally talked to me about it, was that, one, you would have it be fast for everybody and that would be good. But two, because of the public involvement in it, the cost might be either capped or kept at a kind of a a dull roar compared to where it is now, where every year, every year my internet goes up. Maybe it wouldn't keep doing that. I don't know. Have you guys been talking about that? or? Yeah, I mean, our hope and the discussions we've had have centered around the idea that the price model would be similar to the Fairlong gig price model. And it would be a, a flat rate 
right? To your point, you wouldn't be looking at, oh, here's a great 12-month special or 24 months, and then I sign up, and 24 months later, the price goes up. Our hope is to be able to deliver this product. And when I say we, I, it's kind of interesting to me because we, the county, we don't want to sell internet to anybody. What we're trying to do is build a publicly owned, governmental owned network that's for the benefit of government public operations, but use it to leverage a private sector entity who will come in and do what the private sector does well, which in this case is run a business and sell internet, but work with us on doing it in a way that's inclusive of everybody and has a pricing structure that is fixed. And we're very much targeting that Fairlawn gig pricing model as the pricing structure that would exist across the county. So folks across Summit County would pay the same rate. Now I say all this, and it's as we've talked, this continues to morph. So the business plan as we build this out, we'll see where that goes. But that's that's the approach we're taking to this. And and the private sector folks we're working with as well are taking that same approach. I mean, that sounds pretty exciting to me because, for example, like I live in Akron and and maybe they wouldn't have gotten all the way to my house. But in the meantime, maybe they're going to put up some of those, would you say, LTE? Is that like, mm -hmm. uh, so that would be like boxes on poles in the neighborhood, essentially. Basically, it would be like a, a 5G type service that, uh -huh. uh, like a Wi-Fi. A, a like a uh, Wi-Fi service. That, yeah, sure. So you could essentially get that really fast speed without them having to actually run a wire to your house. And you could still yes. get the benefit of that flat rate pricing from the public-private partnership, right? Yes. And we have the first LTE district that will go live as part of this overall plan will happen over by the University of Akron by this spring. We've been working, the, the county, the city of Akron, and the University of Akron have been working on a, a pilot project. We began discussions of this back in 2018. At that point, we didn't have funding for it. We didn't have a consolidated dispatch center yet being built that was being discussed. But the idea of improving safety in that neighborhood and talking with First Energy about coming in and putting in better street lighting, putting up cameras that would allow Akron Police and the University of Akron Police and the University to, to do things like provide programming to walk students home, to create a kind of a neighborhood block watch where there's this more eyes and ears on the street looking at what's going on in the neighborhood, that system, the very first polls and cameras will be going live before the end of this year. And as part of that, launching an LTE district that Fairlawn Gig is going to support, eventually that district could become part of, or certainly will at least work in conjunction with this private ISP. But the idea of standing that up, and we've had discussions with the university about how do you want to sell packages to for internet to students who live over there? How are we going to handle the residents who aren't students who live in those neighborhoods? But it's going to kind of serve as a pilot demo for LTE and for public safety and a whole host of things that that become possible with a network across the county and communities everywhere. And so that's uh, along with packaged pricing that the county can get from vendors and then pass on to 
political subdivisions within the county who want to use it for things like procurement of cameras and that kind of licensing and other things that the bulk purchasing power will allow us to try to leverage and get everybody on the same platform, which is kind of the whole point of when you look at having a consolidated dispatch center, having our safety forces on the same network. They're a handheld radio system that every one of our communities use that the county and city built out in the late 90s, early 2000s. Those things all improve public safety, and our lives here in Summit County. That sounds great. It's kind of a nice test case. And obviously, they need a lot of data going up and down over there, like from the research labs and and just the students using the Wi-Fi. So that sounds pretty great. You know, how soon will that go live? Like, did you say next spring or? I Yeah, we the first cameras should be on before the end of this current fall semester. That, you know, what's interesting with the university and what was kind of appealing is the idea of being able to stand something up in a neighborhood that, let's face it, a lot of people are a little leery about cameras, right? The idea of being able to do it in a neighborhood that has crime issues and those issues impact the university the university has a lot of students who live in those neighborhoods that we could also then partner with them and their criminal justice programs to essentially have it be much more of a neighborhood-based, what I'd call block watch type program. But then they can do data analysis for us, data metrics. It's an open source platform. They can build apps for students The idea of a student being able to go on their app on their phone and say, I'm walking home from class this evening. Can somebody follow me? And it's really an eye in the sky that's following them walking home. But that also passes through to a dispatch center and to public safety, to police officers who have these mobile units in their cars who also can look at things that are going on and just allow a community to have more eyes and ears on the street. It's a very fascinating approach. And I've said that having the community involved matters because it can't be just Big Brother looking down on everybody. The the residents have to have an ownership stake and be involved in it. We've got to try something, right? So many of these approaches as a country and a community, we try towards gun violence, crime, just haven't worked. Community policing hasn't been quite as effective as maybe it could be. So maybe it's time to get all the residents in a community involved in community policing with the police. And let's give that a shot and let's try it. Sure. I mean, I know that there's probably some students that might look, you know, askance at that and say, oh, gee, you know, the government's looking too much at us. But then there's probably other students who would say, well, I feel reassured by this and I feel like there's somebody looking out for me. And I suppose the worst case scenario would be you'd try it and you wouldn't like it or you wouldn't like all the different parts of it. So, and since it's kind of a pilot project, it's not all going to be set in stone that once you do it, you won't change it, right? Right. That's exactly right. Some of these things that I feel like we're building the plane as we're flying it, but that's what's kind of cool about doing it with local partners at kind of a neighborhood grassroots level we go try it. If it's not working right, let's figure out how to change it and make it work better. Or if it doesn't work at all, then we we scrap it and move on. I tend to believe that these things will work, but we can't do it, to your point, from a 
big brother approach. It's got to be from the neighborhood and the residents up and they've got to be involved. And so that's a very big piece of this in order to prove it. And let's try it in a neighborhood and, and try to prove it's successful before we start talking about going anywhere else. Yeah, that sounds good. And you'll be starting out, like you said, with the LTE, and then eventually they will get the fiber. But right now we're going with the 5G, right? Yes. Okay, excellent. Anything else before we close out here? The sky's the limit with this, uh-huh. right? It's like the virtual court thing, the neighborhood thing over at the university. It all started with some conversations about, hey, what do you think it would cost to run fiber here and do this? It really all boils down to as government officials working in local government, there's never enough resources. How do we work smarter? Like we have all of these statutes we have to comply with in the way we provide services, but there's nothing in that that says we have to do it the way we've always done it. Let's try to figure out how to work smarter and produce better outcomes. And maybe along the way, we can produce a better educational environment, a better jobs environment, and change some people's lives for the the good. And I think long-term, that's kind of the vision at this. We got some one-time money. Let's invest it in a way that leverages some private dollars to come with it and hopefully puts our community and our economy into a different trajectory as we go forward. That was Summit County Executive Eileen Shapiro's Chief of Staff, Brian Nelson. And I'm your host, Jean Destro. Thanks for listening. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. This has been This Week in Tech with Jean Destro on WAKR, brought to you by Cartridge World in North Canton. 